I need a hobby. I legitimately don't have a hobby. Like you go surfing, um, you skateboard. I don't. I, I guess one wheel. One wheel. One wheel. Um, technically, you used to take photographs as a hobby, and it became your career. I don't consider working out to be a hobby. I need a hobby. And I, work is not a hobby. I, I agree. I, I think that I think that you should go all in on farming, man. So I'm going to go on on cooking. Okay. And and sourcing really good ingredients. Before we get you to the interview, remember, this podcast is brought to you by the Active Life Seminar. We used to travel around the country and people would pay up to $1,500 to fly somewhere, stay in a hotel, buy food, get a rental car, and miss work to take our two-day seminar to learn how to better assess their clients and their members in their gym so they can identify the movement impairments that are going to hold them back, cause them aches, cause them pains, cause them injuries before it happens. The movement assessments that we teach to coaches, the theory and the science behind them, leads gym owners who have clients who are joining their gym from other gyms just like it. So if you own a CrossFit gym, a member joins your CrossFit gym, and they say they've been doing it for the last two or three years. You put them through our movement screen, and what you're going to hear from them is, nobody has ever been that thorough with me before. And they love it. So this podcast is brought to you by the active life seminar you can find it on our website and when you go there all you got to do is enroll in the next seminar you can do it from home do it from the gym no hazmat suit no mask no touching weird people you never met before this is your first step to finally turning your passion for fitness into a meaningful and fulfilling career and we believe that fulfilling means you have the ability to help all of the clients who you want to help while earning the financial and time freedom to live the life that you want outside of the gym. That's it. Hope to see you at the seminar soon. I feel like I'm about to take my six-year-old home from an event that she loved but had like 30 seconds of a bad taste in her mouth at the end. And then you're like, how, how was it? And she's like, terrible. I hated it. That's kind of how I feel like this conversation has started <laughs> with you right now. What do you uh, want to talk about? I want to talk about food. I told you I want to talk about food. Why is that? A, you love food. Let's talk about it. Uh, that's what I want to talk about. So earlier I was about to tell you and Cleary that I made Phenomenal short rib last night. Tell us more. I'm going to. I marinated it in bulgogi sauce. How long? um, That was a 12-hour marinade. Did you make the bulgogi sauce? Of course I did from scratch. Okay. Yes. Uh, Then I took the... You're not going to tell us what went into that? It's soy sauce, brown sugar, garlic, um, scallions... Ginger and apple juice. Okay. That's what goes into bulgogi sauce. Uh, and a little bit of uh, hot pepper. So I mixed that up, sat in it for about 12 hours, then took it out of that, patted it dry, seared it on the cast iron, threw the sauce into the slow cooker, and let it cook in the slow cooker for uh, 11 hours, and then let it stay on low and just warm all day long. And then took it out, shredded it up. It was a, it's beautiful. So you like shredded, huh? No, but it's, it was just falling off the bone as I was pulling the bones out. And I'm like, 
I, I, I might as well shred this up and have it all sit in the sauce instead of just becoming like this thing that's going to sit in the refrigerator and not, I'm, not a, I'm, I'm a chunk guy. Are you chunks? Interesting. That's surprising. Cause you like pulled pork. Yeah. But I like ribs more. So speaking of food, I got that, that, that short rib from Akabonic farms out east on long Island. And recently you turned me on to the Iberico bacon from white Oak pastures. Iberico anything, man. Well, it's the only Iberico yeah. I've had. Mm-hmm. And, um, white Oak pastures wants us to come out and see what the farm is like. And I brought this up to Cleary that we should go to white Oak pastures because they're a regenerative farm that actually captures more carbon than their farm creates. And it's measured and it's, it's pretty amazing. Did they, what's the question? Fart sensors. Fart sensors? Yeah, the That's methane. Ah, okay. Not carbon. Come on. Get with the, get, get with the green program. Mm-hmm. And I think we should go. What are they, right? 100% chance. Yeah. So when are we, we going to go? We should go right in the middle of the summer when the, the, the uh, fertilizer's at peak. I like that smell. You don't got to sell I'm down that. with that too, yeah. So if you didn't hear Sean on camera, right in the middle of the summer. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. Where'd you Sh- shovel shoveled a farms? lot of shit on farms. Did you? The most shit that I shoveled was on a farm in France. Talk about that. No, I don't really want to. It was just a lot of shoveling <laughs> shit. <laughs> Why don't you want to talk about it? Well, there isn't much more to that aspect of the farm than that. Well, Let's go back to the white oak thing. No, no. I have a question about shoveling shit. Okay. Was it like a little garden shovel? Was it like a plastic snow sand shovel? shovel? Like snow shovel. A snow shovel? Did, it, did they at least have the courtesy of giving you one of the ones with the curves in it that has the ergonomic build? No, I, I always prefer the, the just the straight ones. Why? I just like the way that I handle it better. Mm. I feel like I manhandle snow with that thing. <laughs> the curved, curved ones always give me issues. I don't get enough torque with it. You guys are... Wait, you don't get enough torque with which one? The straight one or the curved one? Curve. Yeah, what are you going to do curved with that thing? It's ridiculous. That's what you bulldozers just, are for. No, neither one of you know how to use it. That's the problem. It sounds like both of us have capacity to just lift snow up and not need oh. ergonomic oh. aid from a oh. shovel. Got it. Okay. Mm. I got it. Are, are you also still using one of the ones that's like old ones made out of tin and do you enjoy the, the snow sticking to Plastic it? Plastic with the matching handle and the, the, what do you call the part of a shovel that does the shoveling? Is that just the shovel? The blade. The Is blade. The, the, I want my shovel yeah. to just be like a flat blade, just sliced through. All right. Anyway, white oak. Yeah. So like, I, I feel like really like when I, Kim and I are in the process of redoing the house right now and not ourselves. Certainly not ourselves. You're not building it like our forefathers did? No. What I find amazing, though, is this morning I was talking to Amanda, uh, who is, our, <laughs> is the nanny full-time, and she and I were talking about how it took the Empire State Building 13 months to build. Dude, it was less than that. No, it wasn't. It was 13 that's months. That's still astonishing. Yes. It was a 13-month build that's going to take three months plus to redo the inside of the house I currently Okay, Empire live. State Building. Have you, for anyone who hasn't been inside the Empire State Building, first of all, it's big as fuck. <laughs> it's really Okay? Big. And it's got a, a big metal needle on top yep. that captures lightning. Mm-hmm. And the insides are exquisite marble. Wall, floor, columns on the first floor. It's insane. It's mm-hmm. insane. The windows, offices, the whole spiel. In Long Beach, where we live... Mm-hmm. At one end of the road where we're already leaving town, there was uh, a six, I believe there's a six lane, it's become six lanes, Mm -hmm. and the speed limit there is 30 miles per hour. And 
I typically do about 50 there. Okay. And most people- Is that just because the, the sign on the, on the overhead that says like your speed is- No, no, no. Before that point. Oh, got it's it. because it's open. The ice cream place is coming. I get excited. I just floor it. I don't know why. So anyway, most people do about 50 there, between 40 to 50 there. Sad car you got that you floor it and it gets to 50. Good call. By four, four you know, <laughs> big toe floor. So to mitigate this problem, the city spent, I have no idea, don't care how much money, uh, on a plan that they thought was exactly what we needed to naturally deter people from driving faster. So what they did was they built a six foot wide, like 300 meter long median in the road. That's one brick layer tall. Mm-hmm. It's just a curb that's six feet wide that runs down the middle of the road. Not only do people drive faster now, but that took two years to build. It took them two years. Two to build years it. to build a one brick layer tall median in the middle of this road. This is not the the middle of uh, Beijing we're right. talking about here. <laughs> okay, they didn't have to do a lot of and all of this because Larry Geyer goes fifty. Insane. Just I don't go fifty for any cops listening to this. It was a total joke. Uh, Empire, <laughs> Empire State Building, thirteen months. Thirteen months. It's one amazing what you could accomplish when. When you're what? One year and forty-five days. One year and forty-five days. So, unbelievable. That that makes me. It, two things come to mind about that. Number one is that's astonishing. Number two is is it safe in there? Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, it's still there. It stood the test of time. It also right. took twenty years to reach profitability. Did you know that? I did not. Five 20, people died building it. Five people. Only five. Huh? Well, as Louis C.K. wisely said, it's amazing you can get done when you throw human death and suffering at it. <laughs> I'm not touching that one. That's a good Louis C.K. joke. He, he can keep it. He, true, he didn't touch anyone either. <laughs> that we know of. Allegedly. Allegedly, right. Not physically. So, so I want to get back to food. The reason we got on this is food. I need a hobby. I legitimately don't have a hobby. Like, you go surfing... Um, you skateboard, I don't, I, I guess one wheel, one wheel. One wheel. um, technically you used to take photographs as a hobby and it became your career. I don't consider working out to be a hobby. I need a hobby and I, work is not a hobby. I, I agree. I, I think that, I think that you should go all in on farming, man. So I'm going to go on on cooking okay, and, and sourcing really good ingredients. So when we get like, so I, recently like salt, fat, acid, heat. Right? I don't know if you guys have watched this oh, on Netflix. Show. It's really cool. So um, it's actually the first anything on cooking that I've watched. Really? Ever. I really enjoyed Chef's Table on Netflix where they talked about barbecue. I'm so, not going to watch it anymore. I just, if, you, no, know. You, should. Eh. you should. You should watch the barbecue. And I saw Fat Acid Heat. I'll, I'll, just, I'll, I'll send you which one to watch. You'll, you'll enjoy it. I promise. You'll enjoy it. Anyway, I want like the best ingredients from everywhere. Yeah. And I want the best things to cook it in 100 percent agree like i already like cooking i'm already pretty good at it i think but like i when you watch chef's table barbecue i want to cook over an open flame and i want to get a fire pit for the backyard that is open flame that i can raise the thing above right. for a higher level lower down lengths, the whole thing sear table i want all of that stuff and so recently, Larry and I both watched Salt, Fat, Acid, Heat, and there's this episode in Japan. The first episode is about salt, or the first episode is about fat, but the second episode is about salt, and it's shot in Japan. And they talk about different ways to take salt in through your diet, and one of the ways is soy sauce. And they show this maker of soy sauce in Japan who- Such a stud. Right? This guy takes three years? Three to four. 
three to four years to make a completed batch, batch of soy sauce. Yes. By the way, he, commercial industry standard, three well, months. Again, Sorry. Thunder gone. Thanks, Larry. We'll That's go do the thing. Good. No, no, it's still amazing. It's still amazing. Everything's still amazing. So, so he makes his soy sauce in these big wooden barrels that are like the size of a room. And he stands above them. He walks around. He smells it. He, he listens, listens to, to it. it. Yeah. Jeez. Listens to like the bubbling coming up, I guess. Which makes me feel like no two bottles are going to be exactly the same, but that's totally it's totally different microorganism profile every time. I guess so, which is totally fine with me. And other soy sauce that we would buy for like four ninety nine, five ninety nine a, a jar is is made in three months. So the way I started to think about that was, have I just been consuming the Bud Light of soy sauce? Not even that good. Natty Light. Is it that big of a difference? Natty Light. So Larry ordered some of this guy's soy sauce and. I, I paused, wanted, paused the episode to order it. I wanted to do the same thing, and I'm embarrassed to say that I couldn't figure out how to do it. I paused it when his shirt was on the screen, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to see the name of his business. I'll Google it, and then I'll buy from him. And of course, the name of his business was written in Japanese mm-hmm. on his shirt. It wasn't in English, and I just, from there, I'm like, I guess there's no way to buy it. And then I come in, I tell Larry I want to buy that stuff. He's like, I ordered a bottle. And then refused to tell me how you found it. For 20 minutes, and then I told you. You told me when I thought I had found what, it. What, what am I, a button? You push it whenever you want and I dispense the information? Is it unreasonable to ask a friend, hey, where did you get that? And for you to tell me where you got it? Sue me. For 20 minutes of my life, it felt good <laughs> knowing that I had this incredible soy sauce. Anyway, what I did was mm-hmm. uh, Googled traditional barrel soy sauce. It was the first item that came up. But how did you know it was the one from the show? Because I recognized everything about the the brand, the look, the whole, the way the writing is, the font, all of it. But were there other options besides that one? No, this is the guy. Were there other traditional barrel soy sauces? Is the question. Yeah, but I recognized that this was his. So then, was he full of shit on the show when he says he's the only one who does it? I don't know. No, I don't think so. It's a reasonable question. Don't know. Really, don't care actually. I don't either. Traditional barrel for the win is the point. Right, I'm with it. So I'm excited. Mine come, mine, mine showed up and I'm tempted to go home on lunch today, which I don't have a lunch break, but I might make one to go home and get some soy sauce. It's interesting you room. say that because I actually just put some of mine in a little container to bring so with nice. me. nice. That's because you bought it before I got mine. Mm. So also, uh, I was talking about this exact scenario recently on Clubhouse. Have You, you haven't joined Clubhouse yet. No, I don't have an iPhone. Right. That's right. You still shoot with a potato. Um, with deadly accuracy. You have to use an iPhone to get on Clubhouse? Yeah, Clubhouse, no. Clubhouse is elitist. You can only get on Clubhouse if you have an iPhone. For some time. Yeah, for It'll now. It'll come around to Android. For now, yeah, eventually they'll bring and it And then to they'll the be clawing at my doors to join. Right, 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 right. Um, you would actually really like Clubhouse. It, you would. Uh, so here's, here's the thing. Vanessa and Pam, our... Marketing and sales leads, respectively, came to me and said, um, you need to be on Clubhouse. You would love it. You would be great on it. It would be awesome for you. It would be awesome for us. Go join Clubhouse. And I'm like, the last thing I need, like I need to be on another social media app the same way that I need to walk into work every day and just have somebody punch me in the face. Mm. I don't need that. And they won. I joined. The nice thing about it is it's very difficult to be superficial, not really know anything about what you're talking about and exist. Now there are rooms where that exists, but you don't have to enter those rooms and engage in it's those perfect. conversations. Right. Perfect. Give me the uh, 10,000 foot uh, view of what this app is. I don't know what it is. So the 10,000 foot view of clubhouse is imagine a long hallway 
And on either side of the hallway are huge tables with people sitting around them having conversation. And in order to speak, you must be holding the, the talking stick. Right In a good room that's moderated well, you must be holding the talking stick to speak. Otherwise, you should be on mute. The talking stick gets passed around the room, and the, the rooms are about a given topic. And you can walk into the room, pull up a chair anytime that you want to, and join the conversation. And you can leave the room anytime you want. There are scheduled meetings. There are non-scheduled meetings. If you're in a meeting and you're like, this is going really well. I think Sean would really like this meeting. You can ping me, and it will tell me, come join this conversation. You can bring value to it. I think you'd really enjoy it. And it's cool. That's cool. It's a really cool room. It's, and so what's cool about it is I've met people on there in random conversation who were like, kids, there's no way to message anybody. You can't message somebody. And your bio can be just about, it seems like as long as you want. So people leave their Instagram bio and they backlink to Instagram or Twitter on their clubhouse. So if you want someone to talk to you offline, it's, hey, shoot me a DM on Instagram and we'll connect about doing a clubhouse together or we'll get in a phone call. So I've had phone calls with complete strangers in the last week talking about ways that their company and our company might be valuable to work together. That's cool. Yeah. Um, so what do you guys eat on clubhouse? You shouldn't eat with your audio on, mm. but I was talking about how you love to... Hold on. You were talking about this on Clubhouse? I was talking about this on Clubhouse with Nick. It was. It, I started a room just to like experiment with how Figure the thing out. works. Right, right, right. And our staff joined. And and of course, nobody else joined because so I cute. didn't want them to. Yeah. I didn't ask them to. They just saw that I was on. I'm like, oh, let's see what this, this guy's saying today. And I was talking to them about the uh, either the soy sauce or the chocolate. I forget which one it was. But where you love to get something. And they'd be like, this is amazing. I'm like, yeah. Uh, what is it? You're like, oh, I don't want to tell you right now. Mm. That chocolate you gave me a few weeks ago. It's good chocolate, right? I, I don't even know if it was chocolate. What was it? You refused to tell me that day. But you got some. I did get and some. And coming down the pipeline is the information that you're going to need to get some for yourself. <laughs> so how long do you anticipate me needing to wait to acquire that No idea about the chocolate one. When I traveled the world for a while, I have friends who don't know a lick of detail about what happened then. When I got back... I walked into a house full of my friends and they were like, oh shit, I didn't even know you were back in the United States. And I was like, yeah, was like, how was it? It was good. Thanks. And that's all that most of them know about it. But they get little trickles of detail here and there that perk ears up in a way because they're totally desensitized. Why, why, why do you or sensitized, enjoy that? Rather. Why do you enjoy that? I don't know. All right. I don't know. Probably some weird, sick uh, control thing. I got to hear all about your Bali trip when you got back. Not from me. No, from you. Oh, did I? Yeah. Well, look at that. Yeah, the good, I'm, I'm evolving. the good, the bad, the complain, the whiny. You're like a grandpa. When you're <laughs> not the first time. No, certainly not. Uh, I want to echo how much I value really, really high quality ingredients from people who go all in on just making the fucking best of something. Yes. I love that shit so, so much. So part of it for me and is- And I'm so ready to pay really good money for people who go all in on making the best thing. Part of it for me is the story. It's not yeah. even the. It's not even like oh, that's that's a it tastes amazing. It's right. Like, oh, they had to go there to get that, and mm -hmm. there to get that, and they thought that it was worth it, and they did it. And then at six a.m. every morning, this is what I have to do. Yes. It's, I, I'm. I'm all about that's it. That's what I'm paying for. Yes. So uh, I think that's going to be my hobby. Moral of the story: bring it full circle. That's going to be my hobby, and I'm going to become a really good cook over the course of the next five or ten years. I'm excited. Yeah.
Uh, every once in a while, I will give you a sample of something, not oh, tell you what it is. No, 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 that's okay. I'm I'm gonna be out cooking you by that point. <laughs> So I'm not going to be wasting any of my time in your shitty little bonfire. You had this, you know what's amazing? Yeah, it was really good. I won't bring any. You had the same conversation with me about sales. Do you remember that? No. When you first bought Jordan Belfort's Way of the Wolf, oh, yeah. you were like, got a great sales book? I'm not going to tell you what it is. <laughs> um, I'm just going <laughs> to learn how to outsell you in every single way. Got it. And I was like, oh, so let me get this straight. It's good for the company. For right. you to withhold sales skills. Yeah, well, then 20 me. minutes later, we were practicing. Yes, yes. Uh, good luck on the cooking. I don't there, need luck. there are many things that you're better than me at. I don't, I don't need luck. Yeah. I'm, I'm fine. Yeah. I, I, listen, you're acquiring knowledge. I have intuition for So, these serious things. question for you um, surfing, mm. right? It's, it's a thing. It's not for you. If that's where you're going with this. I know it's not for me. Okay. Well, at least I assume it's not for me. That, what, you're why? assuming correctly. Not what? for you at all. <laughs> what, are the, what are the reasons why it's not for me? <laughs> patience. <laughs> no, it's not the patience. You have nowhere near the understanding of how to work with gravity and navigate physical <laughs> space necessary to serve. I knew he would go to some innate emasculating physical Nothing to do with masculinity. Get out of here. Nothing to do with masculinity. I know incredible girl surfers. Very feminine people, mm-hmm. phenomenal surfers, mm-hmm. know how to just be a body in space. <laughs> what were we talking about? What were you mentioning before the surfing thing? Oh, you were talking about surfing. What do you want to know Talk about, about surfing? surfing. Mm-hmm. No, the reason why I haven't gotten into surfing is not because I believe that I'm kinesthetically inept to such a degree that I couldn't surf. It's because I can't understand how on the East Coast, um, you would want to go into a crowded ocean and wait all day for a wave that lasts eight seconds. Well, first of all, where are there, first of all, the waves are never, it's not crowded like that here because it doesn't get that good that frequently. When it's good, it's crowded. Where, okay, so, so, where so are there, to my point. where are there not crowds when it's good anywhere in the world? Nowhere except secret spots. Okay. Anywhere waves are good, there are crowds. But this is what I'm asking about. That doesn't, that doesn't Why seem Why would you want like to do a, that? Yeah. It doesn't seem like fun to have to. You haven't felt the payoff. I guess that's true. That's it, man. It's the whole thing. And here's the thing. The, the, the riding the wave, the riding the wave isn't the catch, the, the chasing, the catching, the riding the wave isn't the payoff. Be for a lot of people, for myself, being out there, as soon as your toes in the water, instant flow state, instant start to stop. You can't hear traffic. You can't hear people. It's the sound and the feel of water instantly interact dancing with nature start there, to stop I can, I can get behind that idea mm-hmm. uh there just seem like other ways to do it where i can do it when i want to go as opposed to like that's a wave pool hey dude there's, there's waves at 4 a.m you gonna wake up tomorrow and do it uh, or you, or hey two o'clock in the afternoon tomorrow it's gonna be a great break i'm like yeah i, I have like a career that I i'm value. totally with you man how do you do that how do i do what you're, you're like, how do you surrender to just like nature's clock? Well, I, I balance it with my schedule. I budget the time. I take what I can get. And, uh, so I can pay. It's, I got the itch, man. It goes back every time. Easiest, easiest addiction I ever, I ever had. Really? hundred percent. More than anything else. <sighs> I still don't want to do it. I want, like, I'd like to experience. I actually I'd like to want to encourage you to continue I'd down like, that path. Cause I don't want to see you in the water. <laughs> I'd like to experience all of the benefits without any of the work. Can we? It sounds perfect for you. Yes. Yes. I feel that way about a lot of things. Mm-hmm. 
And I don't really know what to tell you because that's not going to happen. Yeah. And I think yeah. it's probably better that we keep it that way. See, I'm probably like a natural who just jumps up on a board one day and I'm cutting things up. No. <laughs> <laughs> let's uh, let's stick to the pancakes or whatever you're planning. In the I make really good pancakes too. I believe that. Tell Sourdough us about, pancakes. Tell us about I will it. tell you about it. When we went to Atlanta and sat next to Bo Jackson at breakfast and oh, we had no idea who that was. Um, what a guy. For a man who, who likes to what a guy. enjoy the athletic expression of humanity to not know who Bo Jackson was felt like blasphemy. So I feel like I need to, no, I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, and we got sourdough pancakes. Do you remember those? They were good. They were incredible. And I came home and I'm like, how have I never in my life right. known that people put sour, right. sour cream, sour cream pancakes, sour cream into pancakes. And I immediately they, started they doing put it. it into the mix. Is that what they yes. Oh, yes. And I immediately started doing it. I'm like this is game changer. 100% game changer. And every pancake I make now has sour cream in it. So that's the story. It's a really good story. I man. know. I know. Contest? Yeah. I mean, we, so full disclosure, we're not the best at you and me, that is, at follow through. So to our contest winners who've already won and received nothing, we actually have a plan now, which is exciting. Um, the first plan is I have to go back to the podcast and see who won so that we can actually send them a prize. But we built coupon codes for the apparel site, activelifeswag.com, so that you can pick out mm -hmm. whatever you want. Otherwise, I was like, how are we going to figure out what size, their address? No, no, no. You, you just do it. We gotta Send us a photo of you naked. We're going to guess what size shirt you are. <laughs> And um, moving on from that, because we're not going to do that. Um, although I'm looking forward to all the photos that end up in your DM now that you're telling me about. Um, oh God! We had a winner. We didn't have a winner from the from the from the contest last month. We're going to explain why we didn't have a winner from the yeah, contest last month. You guys didn't do it, right? And those who did didn't follow instructions, and they sent me DMs right. of a review. So let me re let me let me restate the rules. We are looking for reviews of the podcast on the app that you listen to the podcast from. Take a screenshot of the review that you wrote once it posts on the podcast page. Send Larry the screenshot in the DM. Avoid writing a review of the podcast to Larry in the DM. <laughs> I, I imagine I'll take responsibility. I didn't do a good job last time of spelling this out. You must, in order to qualify for the contest, to win a free piece of active life apparel. By the way, the quality of the shirts did a good job this time. Thank you. How many, how many uh, attempts was that? How long has he been chasing this white whale? Got it. Shirts are great. You guys are gonna love the shirts. They really, really are. They really, they, they really good, are man. good. Um, leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts. A written review, five stars doesn't do it. You need to write a review. When the review posts, typically it takes a few days. Take a photo of it and send it to Larry, and we are going to pick our favorite one. How do we feel about best dry rub recipe for second place? No. All right, we'll scratch that idea. Yeah. Turn up. 
I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Active Life Podcast. If you did, please be sure to head to wherever you listened to it and give us a quality review as well as five stars if you can spare them. If you want more from us, feel free to follow all of our social media accounts at Active Life Professional, Active Life Rx, and Dr. Sean Pastuch on Instagram. Remember, at Active Life, we believe that the healthcare clinic of the future is the gym and the healthcare provider of the future is the coach. We also believe that that future is now.